podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. You are Josh Landy. And Still, got your hasn't surname. changed. I need to get your surname now. Because you always call me sidekick, Josh. Yeah, I'm not used to saying your full full name. Despite getting married recently, I haven't changed my surname. Some people do, though, don't they? Some dudes do yeah. the double-barrelled. What would your double-barrelled name be? Uh, it would be Landy Bambaji, which is quite cool. That's quite a mouthful. It's an improvement, though, but so it would take... The one thing my, my wife would say, she has to always spell her surname, and I imagine that gets frustrating when you can't just go... Yeah, like Hilton, annoying. people aren't going to go, no. oh, is that with a, you know, a no. Y or something? No, they Boyd, know. they do. Sometimes they do Boyd, though. What do they suggest for Boyd? Oh, I mean, you know, the, the old uh, Starbucks ordering thing, when you give them a, I get point, point, P-O-I-T. Isn't that deliberate, so that you take a picture, post it on social no, 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 media, all, and it reminds... It's got to be deliberate, no, that always, whole no, Starbucks no, 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 thing. No, accidental. When they say repeat mind, when they say, when they say, sorry, what, what is it? And I say, I just say, I've used to spell it out, so I give them the challenge of working out Why don't you say Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang? And then they could try and write that across yeah. the, uh, the side. Well, maybe That'll next be a good time. Challenge we'll see, for you next we'll see time. how that goes. Um, you should say you are a married man now. That, that's a big change we, in I your think life. We, that we did two weeks did ago. We, did we? Oh, okay. Briefly, yeah. I forget. All these things merge into one, Josh. Yeah. Um, it's all a blur. Uh, I mean, compared to Wenger leaving, it's a very minor thing on this podcast but history, I but never, it's probably second to it. I'm not sure if I ever asked, though, whether your wife, the extent to which your wife is fine with you devoting quite a lot of your life to football. She's okay with it. She came actually on Saturday. Oh, She'll probably come okay. like once, twice a year, and she. Right. I mean, I mean she, very, uh, she, by she, the way, she can't be coming to like Spurs and Man United no. and Man City and Liverpool, but Burnley at home on the opening day. Yeah. Let me just like say, by the way, game. I wasn't being incredibly sexist there. I happen to know because I once walked back from yeah, here you with met you. Her, of I met her, and then she was definitely slightly askance that you were doing something football related. Um, in, oh, yeah. In look, it's a big part of you know. Anyway, a big part of my life. Anyway. We should welcome our other guests. We've we are joined two. by staunch, staunch guest, loyal to the to, perhaps to a fault, um, to both Arsenal and this podcast. Gilad Kestenbaum is here. Evening, Boydo. Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you, Josh. Uh, thank you very much. And we've got a new guest who is not only a guest and an Arsenal supporter. He is also he also runs the very application that is currently sponsoring this very podcast called Match Pint. Harry, welcome. What's your surname, Harry? Thanks Sorry. for having me. Uh, it's Corton. Corton. Interestingly, uh, a lot of people do kind of ask me to spell that out, yeah. which I think is a relatively straightforward surname. Except it could be C-O-R-T-O-N, C-O-R-T-E-N, no? You hit the nail on the head okay. the first yeah. time. Okay, yeah. there you go. Or could it be? It could even be C A U G H T O N. You know, this is, I'm starting to sound like. Do you watch Kobe Enthusiasm? Yes. yes. He spells out people's names. Doesn't he? That's one thing he does. He loves spelling out a name, a difficult name. We can start doing so it. I yeah. Let's start doing it. Yeah. So I'm quite quite proud to follow in Larry David's footsteps and go C C O R T O N. I got right first time. Very Were you proud. there for the opening home yes. game of the season, yes. Boyd? Yes. Thanks for moving on. I was there um, for the first. Home Did game you of the find season. something to do pre-game that wasn't? The, no, the no. angel option, the restaurant. That's we gone. first of all, um, Dermot couldn't make it. He, he, he went oh, to the, he's lazy. He went lazy. to the cricket. I mean, I, I don't think I'm oh. telling tales out of court. Um, I controversial. Mean, apologies. I know uh, it's controversial, but you know, I think he was invited ages and ages and ages ago to go to the cricket. Right, the, the, the wherever it was, fourth day of the. Had test. it been the North London derby? Yeah, so he didn't know in advance mm. they'd be clashing with our yeah, first game enough. of the season. So I think he had that commitment to go. Sure. So I'm not, but he wasn't there. And um, two other friends um, who regularly 
kind of take his place and, and down. And ball, there was no ball wins either, let me say. No ball wins. No, no, it was no a border and free zone. Wow. So, and anyway, I couldn't really, I had, I arrived pretty much on kickoff anyway. I didn't, I had a little bit of time to, to look at the new, there's some new redesigned elements. Well, so what's new? Club Tell level. us what's new in club level. Because those of us that don't get the opportunity yeah, to subtle, come to spend our time with you. There subtle, I would say, design improvements to the, to various bars and eating areas. The there's Camden some new, beer, the Camden brewery Camden beer. beer. I, I had a Camden beer. Did you? Yes. Half, oh, half time you get a free one. Yeah, we get right. free, yeah. So it was nice. An Not improvement? Quite, definitely an improvement. Great. It used to be Heineken, I think. I, I think it was Carlsberg, actually. It Carlsberg? And okay. I'm glad to inform everybody that there is no other option now. Camden Town is... Yeah, uh, yeah. Camden Town's good. Yeah, that's yeah. where it's at. Um, so I was impressed with that. And I'm not a huge beer fan anyway, but I did partake... Of one. Well, it's free, isn't it? It's Half free. Time. I mean, all the drinks are free. You could have had, could have had a nice white, or a, I mean, it's usually a horrible white, to be honest, or, mm. a, or a rank red. But I had, <laughs> I had the Camden beer, and it was nice. But big news on Veg Burger front. What's oh, happened? This now, I meant to take a picture of it, but um, I forgot. Instead of the old kind of inch-thick, two-inch-thick bean burger thing that they, yeah. they've been doing for years, they've gone down, they're calling it a um, dirty beetroot burger. Dirty. dirty What's dirty you know, about dirty it? Dirty is this is this phrase they use now for like dirty burger meat. Should ask Harry's a youth. Yeah, was it, Harry? <laughs> you're you're millennial youth. types. Yeah, yes. you are <laughs> very millennial. Clearly. Compared to us, you might be younger than millennial, pre-millennial. <laughs> That's is there such a thing? Generation Z, not quite. So a dirty <laughs> burger is like a particularly cool. Is, good that, burger. is that a selling point? Because to me, that sounds terrible. right. Well. I like well, you're like me. I mean, you're younger than me. I'm an old man. I, I, I'm aware of a dirty burger because you get there's like um, you know there are actual actual restaurants that are kind yeah, of yeah. dirty burger meat liquor. So our house meat liquor. Like. So house sells them. All. It basically means you know you get you don't just get a burger. You get cheesy, runny, cheesy stuff with it. And so you know. if you, what comes with the burger and how much is it? Well, it was. I think it was. Now it was eleven fifty. I'm pretty sure. So was that the same price? Eleven fifty. I think Sounds it's gone familiar. up a bit. I think that's not including chips. Well, no I don't know. Maybe it was. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be unfair to the ludicrous people who run our catering. I'm going to do, do a quick look on Twitter in case anyone Maybe tweeted about it on I'm Saturday. Myself for forgetting to say the photo, um, but it's yeah. So it's like a beetroot beetroot based um, veggie burger, vegan. It was vegan, which I think last year the, the traditional bean burger. What you'd think the bean burger was vegan. I'm not sure if it was, but this is clearly this is vegan. They're going down the vegan route. Okay. Um, and it was, and it looked fine. I didn't have one, by the way. I didn't, have, I didn't eat one. But it looked, it looked perfectly nice. Um, and you know, it looked like an upgrade to me, anyway, on the on the basic inch thick bean burger, which is always too thick, and a too thick a crust. Harry, what, what better way to start a home game than a Camden beer, yeah. followed by a dirty, dirty beetroot, beetroot burger well, just, and a rank red. Yeah, I can't yes. find anything on Twitter. I'm afraid. No, about. I've typed in dirty no. beetroot. There's a lot of random tweets, but unfortunately, none of them seems to be relevant to the Emirates Stadium. So, can I yeah. just say, isn't the co- like. isn't the concept of a dirty bean burger a bit of an oxymoron? Because when you yeah put dirty before a, a food item, it tends to mean that it's going to be slightly unhealthy and yeah, relatively I think, tasty. I think one can only assume. I mean, you're. I mean, one can only assume that you know the kids think it's an attractive proposition. You know that the that it's going to yeah. be it's going to be more fun. You know, not in, for me inherently, but not for me. Either. I mean, I didn't have one, so it's clearly clearly not fun. But anyway, it was. But it, yeah, it was good. It was good to be back. Great. Um, I thought the atmosphere was pretty good. The atmosphere was excellent. Yeah, yeah. Were you there? Not there. Not there this time. I think there are on there like there's. I think there's a number of fan groups now that can Ashburton work on the Army. Yes, yes. Ashburton Army. Yes. Clock twenty six, I believe, yeah. is a is a home or certainly pre-game. I think that's where they are in the concourse. Yeah, it's a lot of young millennial types. Yeah, um, they had a drum, didn't they? I didn't. Yeah, but I'm I'm right at the other end. Oh, so okay. Did you see? Because you're nearer that. Well, side. I heard did the drum. Hear, could you hear it a few times during yeah. the game? 
Uh, during the game, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't really I think I was the drum. It. There was like going... Sounds like a drum to me. Like I mean... Um, yeah, that's yeah. me tapping the table. Um, so, yeah, I thought the atmosphere was good. But, I mean, it should be. It the should first be. game game of the season. First I mean, game, we, were, the, we were top the, of the league yeah. I mean, the, for the, about yeah. an the hour. The optimism coming into that game as well. Right. Summer signings, yeah. etc. Yeah. If it's not optimistic, then good atmosphere. It never will be. No, exactly, yeah. And if you're not optimistic... I mean, there are still some idiots who aren't optimistic. But mm. um, as a young... I always ask this for new, of new guests, but particularly in, in your position as a, as a young, thrusting um, Arsenal fan. Can we clarify for the audience? The audience might think we've got like a 12-year-old with us. <laughs> Just because we haven't clarified... How old are you? I'm 24. 24, right, I mean, okay. Right. So you were there for, you know, uh, you're going to ask a Wenger-related of course. question. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Late, what, what, was your, what's your, what was your late Wenger attitude? Did you, you know, did you, were you fully behind him? So oh, you oh, were nine when we went unbeaten. Blimey. That's what I'm working I just want to just put it into context. Yeah. But you grew up, he, yeah. presumably, yeah. Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal for you was Arsenal Wenger. I mean, yeah, yeah. For, for my whole life, yeah, since wow. I was one years old. And, um, and? I, I was always uh, fervently behind him. Yeah. I thought it was disgusting what, how he actually disgusting ended up leaving the really? club. Yeah, wow. okay. I'm liking Harry. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think Josh back. is going to want Josh Harry on him more often whilst yeah. Liam Boyd. Yeah. Yeah. Albeit though, I would. I think if he'd have left two seasons prior, uh, we might have. Well, we most probably be uh, in a better position oh, now. Right. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. But that's not to say Josh that, never. Josh wouldn't countenance him <laughs> leaving two years before. Do you know the, uh, the funny thing about Wenger is is that the first two games have, sh- have shown me how much shit and lies we've put up with the last 10 years when you see, say, the team that we can now put out, the signings that have been made, what was what, done this Where did you get that from? In terms of what, as in the last 10 years when we were told that we couldn't sign this one, we couldn't do that. And is now, that Wenger or the people above? Is that I, I, Rouse and Lahey and Edu coming in? Because Wenger, no, no, I'm no, convinced. And no I, better saying than something I read last week was is that Raul and Emery have made Wenger and Gazidis look like the Chuckle Brothers in one transfer window. Not only from who they've signed, but also from who they've sold and how much they've recouped Mm. from each one. We've had it on pretty good authority that, you know, uh, know, people who seem to know, Wenger spent the money he had. And he might have spent it badly. And he he might have made mistakes, you know. And one of them wasn't in the 18, Mustafi on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Talking a bit. But I think he spent the money he had. Now, how efficiently that money was spent, and there was a wonderful Twitter thread, which I won't read out all of it, by Swiss Ramble last week, talking and breaking down how Arsenal, with the limit, well, supposed limited or with the transfer budget we had, were able to use it as effectively as we had. But I don't know if that's necessarily, that shouldn't have been Wenger's side of the club. Maybe that's a yeah, huge I, damning on Gazidis and I can, how the money was spent. I'm not sure what, what I was getting. My feeling is, I, I, what you're getting at is not so much the strict budget yeah, year in year exactly. out it's the decision making it's the decision making and particularly anything, the exactly. lack of decisiveness that if you're talking okay, about sources sources anyone who worked at the club you speak to for the last 10 years you know will tell you that Wenger's lack of decisiveness when it came to signings was painful mm-hmm. and excruciating and of course he wouldn't deal as we discussed I think last week before with the super agents which means he was ruling essentially ruling the club out because of his own personal mm. morality mm. Um, which you could admire I don't get it wrong fine but he was, he was literally we were barred from buying pretty much the best players in the world or anyone even close because they of course are attached to the super agents so he had that, he, and, that, and he did Run the club for So that's what I think. Gillette exactly. And, also, and I totally agree. And I also think that um, now having been to that first home game of the season, whilst we still have many flaws, which I'm sure we'll get into, 
I don't remember being this excited in years mm. in terms of, say, not only the squad that we can now choose from, but also every game, I feel like we've got a good chance. Yeah, which was the reason, I'm very glad you mentioned that, because that's the reason I wanted him to go in the end. Mm. I didn't want him to go because I thought he, no one could do a better job, or anyone could do a better job, rather, sorry. I didn't want him to go because I thought he was ruining our club forever. I didn't want him to go because I thought he was, you know, because I thought... They, the trouble be transformed as soon as he left. None of those things, which often get put out. There's loads of, um, you know, loads of ludicrous statements that Wenger Obsessive still trot out about, about people who wanted him to go in yeah. the end. The last few seasons, as you say, two seasons before he left would have been good. All I wanted was a new broom, a new sense of freshness and excitement. And yeah. that's exactly what... And we've got it. And this year there's pressure. Because now this yeah. is uh, his Agreed. spending. And sure. we probably should finish fourth sure. with what we've got. Yep. Of course. If we don't. Well, now it, it'll but be still interesting same, whether he stays. You've still got the same moronic obsessives and um, like fan obsessives of him and other players as well. Now you get this. I had this. I'll talk about what, what happened to me on Twitter over the weekend. Who are so attached they cannot conceive of the club doing well without him. And they even even going as far as like finding weird reasons and finding weird reasons why they're not happy even now with our greatest start to a season in 10 years and, you know, nitpicking over stuff they never would have pointed out if it, anything happened under Vega. It's so, it's comical to me. And I kind of feel sorry for them because they're going to have to deal with some pretty, I think, they're going to have to deal with some pretty good news. <laughs> and they're going to be like, pain, it's going to be painful for them. I, I couldn't believe that we hadn't won our opening two games. It's extraordinary, in, isn't it? In, was it nine years, 10 years? 10 years. Yeah, 10, ten years. years. Oh, it's uh, yeah. amazing stat, actually, yeah. that. Yeah. And, and a fairly embarrassing stat considering, yeah. considering our Arsenal. But anyway, moving on to the specifics of the games. You watched the game. Yes. You didn't yeah, work there. Yeah, of course. I, of course, in traditional manner, I was there, and I also rewatched the whole thing back mm-hmm. on BT Sport, UHD. Um, <laughs> and here's an interesting thing about the whole, as a whole, the whole thing. Right? I, was, I, enjoy, I enjoyed our performance, and I thought, like, in fits and starts, particularly in the second half when Pepe came on, um, we played some really attractive... Attacking football. Magnificent, magnificent nickname already for Pepe, though, if Go you don't on. know it. Valerie. That's, yeah, that's good. Why don't you make a fool out of me? Yeah. Ben yeah. me, nutmeg. Ben me, yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah, I did see that. Thank you. <laughs> um, I thought in the second half, yeah, we kind of, you know, now people are pointing out that, so the facts, the stats are that Burnley had more shots than us, and they did have a lot of chances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but we created, I think, more chances than we often do in this situation where we're playing a team. Burnley are very, very well um, laid out. They're very, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're very kind of compact, aren't they, and hard. Sean Dyshian. Exactly, Sean <laughs> Dyshian. Um, so I think they're going to embarrass some big teams this season, like they, they have done in recent years. And I know we've got a really good record against them, but for me, I, I thought it was a really promising performance. But especially, you've got to con- take into account that the manager, the, the coach, has got to knit together his best lineup and to try and incorporate the, 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 new, the new players. Pepe Bruyne's second half, which I thought was the best thing to do, because, you know, clearly he was a bit rusty, and he's got to ease him in. And I just thought, and obviously there are flaws in our game, but I had people saying to me, oh, our build-up play was terrible. One person said, someone else said, you know, because of the XG, our XG was worse than theirs, and it's rubbish, and, you know, I'm annoyed about that, I hate that bullshit. And, you know, but I'm sorry, we won the game, we were fairly, you know, you know, I thought, the, the game management was good, generally, and we saw some really good, in fits and starts, very promising attacking play. Better than our attacking play has been in recent times, because I think it's been a big issue, is getting the ball 
up the pitch to their, of course, their brilliant strikers. That was my feeling. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Boyd. And I think the performance of uh, Chabalos, mm. is that how you pronounce I mean, that it? Was, that was incredible. Yeah, exactly. I, I honestly, that, that performance was world-class performance in terms of it wasn't only his, his passing and movement, it was also the, uh, the chasing down of balls. He did everything that a fan wants to see in terms of that he would pick up the ball from defence, he would uh, find a player, he would make the run off it. And then even, I mean, the second goal epitomises, I think, a big reason why Arsenal fans don't like Ozil because he brought everything to the game in terms of his, say, passing. But then he also does the, the hard work, the, you know, the, the nitty-gritty of chasing after. And he, in essence, made that, that great second oh, yeah. goal. And, yeah. um, I mean, his delivery was, was great. I mean, all his corners, it always found a man. Mm. Um, and I, I, he, he, I think, will have a huge, huge, huge season for us. And he could be the difference maker for us in terms mm. of, of setting, up, setting up the goals that we need. Yeah. He was pretty incredible, wasn't he? Yeah. He, he really was, yeah. It was great to see... Um, Obviously, in his first start, um, you know, there's always a bit of when you're not sure how someone's going to quite perform on on the day. Um, quite, I've got some stats here about him. Oh, go on. We like his stats. Attempted four take-ons, completed 100%. Made 97 passes with 90% pass accuracy. Um, obviously, two assists and uh, three shots. He's only the third Arsenal player to... Um, assist two or more goals on his first Premier League start. Nice. Um, Who are the others? Uh, the I know one of them is Ray Parler. Sure, one for right. Pele. And can you guess who the other one might be? It's a current player. Ozil. No. May or not be a start. May or may not be a starter. Mm. Interesting. Um, we might get on to him a little bit later. Shaka. Henrik Mkhitaryan. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was a good stat. Someone, I, I saw someone else kind of going on about um, Sebayos saying, oh, you know, he didn't have a killer pass. I was like, I think he, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, I was he, I think he did. I mean, literally, as you say, I mean, even that, 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 that ball to Monreal for yeah. the goal that was just, I mean, that was just Fantastic. sensational. Yeah. Yeah. So that the was big, esque The big question about Sebayos is, Josh, surely, hey, would he, if, if Jaka and um, Ozil had been available to play, would he have played them? Would he have played one or other of them instead of him? And B, does his arrival, because I think, I, I, you know, there was, there was some debate, on, again, on social media about what position he was playing in. And if you, if you listen to um, uh, Unai Emery after, after the game, he said he started him kind of in the, in the eight position. No, he started him in the ten position-ish, like a quite advanced position, um, while Willock was back, kind of further back than mm-hmm. he usually has been playing in recent weeks. Um, and then he moved him in the more in the, in the second half later on to kind of further back for it to get even more of the one he was already getting. But whatever fucking position he played in, he was gigantically brilliant. One of the best debuts I've ever seen. Standing ovation at the end. I mean, it was absolutely extraordinary. It was brilliant. The crowd were completely with him from, you know, the first couple of minutes. And, you know, the physicality he showed was incredibly impressive when he was sort of getting roughed up and his, you know, demanding the ball. Danny Murphy did a great breakdown, actually, of him sort of coming deeper and deeper on Match of the Day 2, talking, or maybe it was just Match of the Day, um, talking about the way he, you know, he wanted and was clever enough to go and find space and, and go and get the ball. It was really exciting because you worry, like, a, has he not been good enough for Madrid? Probably not. Obviously, you're talking about a, a top well, team in Europe. Played, he played quite a lot he of games played, for played a lot of games. Like but obviously, for Zidane to go, we don't need him next year. But yeah. enough where they're not letting him go. Where we've paid a couple of million to have him for the season. Obviously, with a the view, they're probably going to want him back. And already, I'm starting to be like, oh, 
we're going to get to the end of next summer and be like, fuck, he's got to go back yeah, to, yeah. to be part of Real Madrid. But let's, let's love and enjoy him while we're there. What, your point there about would he have played with Jack? It's too early to say. I, mm. I've got no idea what mm. he's thinking as a, right. as a result but of the season. The bigger question now, we've seen how brilliant he is, is what the fuck happens to Ozil? Is the, I mean, I, so some people are saying, oh, wait a minute, he should be in between Ozil and Jack or whoever you, know, you want. Other, you know, it, it, because clearly he's very adaptable player can play all, but is, is there anyone though in the working <laughs> environment that is ill more than Mesut no. I mean it, it's I, pathetic oh, hang really on believe. we don't know what's going on I still feel like we haven't been told the whole picture it's of this Ozil Kalazinac yeah, situation yeah, just, like just, that thing just, I've got no idea that was circulated about Kalazinac's wife fleeing the country I have no idea if that's true you, did you see that on, yeah. on yeah. Facebook I've got no idea if it's true and that's, there has been we very did, but little but you did play anyway so I mean it, it, I'm saying there's so little information about what's gone on there I know. They just still wonder, is he all right to play? Is he in the right mindset? Well, but... Maybe it's different. Maybe just because Glazac was involved in that element, maybe it was more about Ozil and we just don't know. we were told he was ill, specifically. In fact, there was a very funny moment. Yeah, but maybe that's the easy way We've been told that an awful lot before. Hang on. What we've also been told... (laughs) Yeah. ...or is that Mesut Ozil is a sort of footballer who, if he's just not feeling 100%, would rather not play. we were told And that's not necessarily the case with with all footballers. So... It is, he's a, he's a as they said on Love Island or summer, it is what it is. <laughs> it is brilliant. But here's my question. Does Ozil... Harry got that one. You know, I got yeah, Millennial yeah, honestly, straight over my head. Um, <laughs> of course you got it, boys. It's your job to get that sort of Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Does Ozil now find himself surplus to requirements, particularly with the arrival of Sabayas? No. Is there anything... Wait a minute, let me finish the question. Is there anything that... Ursul can do that Ceballos can't do. Are you getting overexcited by an hour and a half against Burnley? <laughs> <laughs> there is a danger I, I, actually, I think, though, that you can spin that around and say, this shows, though, for the first time in a long time, the options that we have. I mean, because yeah. it's nice to have someone of the calibre of Ursul that you can call upon later on. Similarly, I thought Torreira, when he came on, it's lovely to have someone like Torreira, because I think yeah. Torreira, I mean, Willick played, I thought he played better in a, in a deeper position. Yeah. And I think that Torreira will also have a big season in terms of he started off great last year, petered out, but he's a he's a good player yeah. to have as that holding, you know, yeah. driving forward midfielder. Um, so we, we have a lot of options in the midfield and strikers. But you have to have, don't you, Harry? Do you have to? Have, I think you have to have a team in your mind as your best team, don't you? Rough, pretty much I, I like think, Liverpool and City. Yeah. You know, out the big, you know, the big shining lights of, of Premier League football. You, everyone knows what their first teams are well, pretty I, much. Well, I, I think we've got to assume that Pepe will come in to that yeah. starting team and that Nelson and Willett will probably drop out right. at some stage. Yeah. Um, and then the centre-backs, say, Louise, obviously, um, apart from that early pass across goal, which yeah. almost went in. That was over-exaggerated. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I, know, I but it was I, funny, though. It was I, just I, funny. I'm, but... not sure, I'm not sure what you, what you guys think, but... I think Louise is a great signing in terms of, I know he's got an error in him, but it's nice to have someone who's oh, been there, done it, won it, um, yeah. and he, yeah. you could see the leadership during yeah. the game. Spread a couple of balls as well. Yeah. I, think they would have, I think Bernie would have scored more goals if he hadn't been playing. We just, we just have to stop this bullshit <laughs> passing out of the box. We are no, no, not we good are 100% enough. Adu- like, and David Louise in it's his madness. interview after the game spoke about it, yes, about it is, yeah. the encouragement and that's the way they're going to play. Yeah. But, but are, it's complete madness. It's complete madness. I mean, but do you remember of- we had this last year? This is the weird thing. Do you remember? I don't know if you remember, yes. Harry. So when, yeah, so the beginning of last season when Unai had just arrived. But it's even more different and- this year because you can be in the area at a goal kick. 
I know, I know, I know. But, but what's I don't think even we ma- more I don't, think we, I don't think we managed to get one <laughs> no. move going from that. And when you and Burnley are good at pressing, but once you start playing Liverpool teams like that, we will start to concede. And what's the point? Why would you put yourself yeah. under? We're yeah. not Manchester City. We're not Barcelona. Not keeping the ball. Yeah, I think well, traditionally we have been a, cl- a team that that keeps the ball and and does try and play out from the back. So I think if you've got players like Louise that's probably been drilled to do that over the past couple of years, then why not flaunt it? The, I think. But the crowd I, did turn I, at I the end. They were cheering ad- when we did. The I almost bomb. admire that sort of pass, like. A oh, he can. Yeah, yeah he the, can. The problem is, is that the other defenders can't. Yeah. They're not. I mean, even you know, I, I just don't think. I, I think he wasn't the problem. He was. He was fine with it. It was the others that just can't. Socrates almost had a, Socrates, a heart attack. Particularly Socrates. <laughs> yeah. Seems to. And of course, we know. Remember, Maitland Niles is you know comfortable I, on the ball. He looked. I have issues. He would look one at it, giving I, it in. I think Maitland Niles is still defensively hugely problematic. Yeah, but he wants know, to he's on ball the ball. He's a ball playing fullback. I know, but I still think like he gets he gets nervy. I feel it seems to be because he's basically being asked in that setup in that in that very in that very Pep style setup where the goalkeeper's having the ball and the two fullbacks stand don't they either side of the goal very rigidly in a kind of right like, this is we are now playing out from the back because you, know, <laughs> if you didn't know before yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, because Burnley rushed on immediately yeah. but but in that situation I felt Maitland Niles. Um, I mean, I think both fullbacks didn't seem comfortable with it, and this goes. And again, so we did this last season without, with bearing in mind the rule change. But we also did it when we had Czech started. I'm pretty sure, if I remember rightly, you know, the season before Leno became the regular, and he didn't. We didn't work with him either. Leno's better at it than he is, but but I'm not sure if the rest of the defence are. And we gave up on it halfway through the season, pretty much. And then in the end, we just did quite, we were kicking, and we kind of gave on a little bit. I haven't measured the stats minute by minute, but I'm sure. In the la- my feeling was in the last kind of half hour, twenty minutes, we kind of had much more kicks, goal kicks up the pa- up the park, you know, than we than religiously relying on that thing. And I agree with it, with Gillard. It's like you can't persevere with it if it's clearly going to let in the opposition to come at us and probably take the ball off us and score. Well, we'll see. We'll see what they do Saturday. That'll be, uh, be an interesting place to uh, well, to be brave yeah. and do it. But can I, before we go to the break, can, can can you answer my question as to whether? Sabellos's incredible performance and arrival and general, general all-round ability to do all kinds of different things in all kinds of positions raises an even bigger question mark to Ozil or are you in those few Ozil fanboy people? You know, there are, there are Twitter accounts. I was looking at the people who are slacking me off because I, tweet, I tweeted basically saying Ozil and... Um, um, uh, what's his name? Jaka, not available, blah, blah, blah. And I said, no one's noticed, you know, after the game. I said, you know, slightly jokingly. And everyone was like, oh, you idiot, everyone noticed. We still missed them, even though, you know, blah, blah, blah. And there are, there are but then you look at the Twitter biogs of these people, and it literally says, like, Ozil, Jaka, you know, Iwobi. <laughs> they're fans of these individual players. They're, they're, that's why I call them cultists. They have cult following. And they're not even fans of Arsenal, some of them. They're just like fans of, they're obsessive about, it's I, like I a don't weird... Th- I, don't think, I don't think we missed either of them. But I, but I definitely don't think we missed either of them. Yeah. You could make a case for missing Xhaka more because maybe maybe he would have helped more that bringing it out from the back. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not convinced that he does, though. But I definitely don't think we missed Ozil. And I wonder going... And I, I am being harsh about him, and people will have a slag me off for it. But I do think, surely, Sebastian's got... Be, I don't know if they can work, play together. Maybe they can. And But would you surely pick Sebastian over him I'm, if that's the decision? I mean, during last season, there are a lot of times when, after the game, you know, you, someone would remind you that Ozil was out yet again, uh, supposedly ill, mm. and you just think to yourself, "I did not notice his absence mm. whatsoever." 
Uh, and what I'm interested to see about Caballos is, you know, obviously it's way too early to, to judge him yet. And he's had an, a tremendous debut. I just fear, and it's definitely a little bit premature. I'm aware of that. He, I hope he's not one of these players that can only really turn it on against the small teams at oh, home, just okay. like Ozil. Yeah. So I think if they are um, relatively similar players, type of player, then I'd much rather have Caballos in. Mm. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think that... I think Caballos is a completely different player. What I mean is I, he, he seems so much more adaptable and, and his skill set seems to be so broad to me that I think he can do what, the, what we have. A, and I know... I even loved his celebration, oh, celebration from the brilliant. challenge yeah. which led to the goal. And right. He's not interested in the, in the goal. Yeah, that was, not, great. was brilliant. Yeah. But, you know, people talk about how... I mean, because really, City and Liverpool don't really play with a traditional number 10, do they? It's only us. We kind mm. of have been playing with Ozil as that 10 most of the time incorporating him in our team in the last few years and I don't feel it's been particularly great generally as a move now I feel like when the setup is going to be also not really necessarily inclusive of a 10 you might be 4-3-3 or whatever so I I mean I I feel it's good news and and I'm not saying this just to slag him off I just feel like having Pepe, Ceballos or Bamiyang Lacazette. That is a, that's that's a fucking amazing attacking yeah. unit. It's it? great. I just think you might be writing off Mesut Ozil's contribution a little bit earlier. I'm happy for him to stay, by the way. I, people talk about, you know, would you, you can't have him on the bench because he's only 350. No, he'll have to well, be on the bench. Yeah, yeah, but it's fine, isn't it? He, I don't care. It I think he'll have things. a contribution. I mean, he can come on. He's not Do you think he can really make an impact on a game off the bench, though? I mean, in theory. I mean, I'm not sure he necessarily has that often, but some occasionally, you know. I think, if, and he well, I don't see why he shouldn't, you know. If his thing is... You know, if one of the other f- creative players is tiring, then you bring on fresh legs of Ozil. Why not? Why well, there's not? new players around him. It'd be interesting to see how he can, you know, deal deal with them. Mm. I would still be surprised if, you know, come the end of the season, Ozil hasn't played a, at least a part, be it starting off a bench of what, 25 Premier League games. I'm sure he will find a way to, to be pretty involved this year. Europa League. Mm. It's good as well, though, to see... Uh, Premier League. To see Lacazette get off the mark for the yes. season. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, it wasn't as good a, of a goal as Aubameyang's, but he showed a lot of perseverance there. Um, as in, great finish, yeah, strong, great finish. Yeah, fantastic. Finish. And <laughs> Aubameyang's goal was just in terms of. Uh, it made me think of you know, Sunday League when the best player in a Sunday League team just walks through and has that shot. And Aubameyang, he just ma- he's making it look so easy at the moment. If we finish, I wouldn't be surprised if he scored. Th- 30-plus this season in the league. I think he's yeah. fearsome striker. Yeah, it's exciting that we've had the Premier League's joint top scorer last year. Mm. You know, yeah, he's not top of the scoring charts yet, but two and two. And just feeling like we've got someone who could score every game. Yeah, it's an incredible. It's massive. Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? Does it before, we, before we go to the break... Is it, this break has taken a while I know it's taken a long time. I keep thinking of things I mean, I mean to say. Just sorry. But do, do, in the beach coach, Martin Keown. I want to talk, want to talk briefly about uh, Martin Keown as um, expert pundit. He's weird, isn't he? I think he's one of the weirdest. Like, I'm not saying right or wrong, or I think he did get some embarrassing factor on that some people I think that, that I think that Martin Keown is trying to portray himself as a, as, a, as a massive intellectual in terms of... He yeah. sometimes comes out with, firstly, words that don't make sense, yeah. as well as that he, what he's saying doesn't make sense either. And he, 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 he kind of gets himself in, into a position where no one in the studio knows what he's talking yeah. about, yeah. but everyone has to agree. Right, exactly. That's exactly... And, and he's, he kind of... He wavers between kind of using his Arsenal, clear, clear, clear support of Arsenal still... As, as a kind of almost amusing reason to kind of 
slag, slag off the team almost too much. I think it goes that way of almost being mm. too negative and critical. He was very critical of our performance during the game. Like at one point, he was started going, like, going, 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 right? And, and you know, like he hasn't hardly any touches. What's he doing out there? You know, he's ineffectual out on the wing, blah, blah, blah. What should he be thinking? And then, of course, he scored a minute later and scored a great, hugely brilliant goal. And um, it's just, just moments like that, but lots of moments. He was being really weirdly critical, I thought. Anyway, that's a detail. We should now. Josh, you'll be pleased to know, go for a break. And afterwards, we'll talk more about the game. And we'll hear about Match Pint. What is Match Pint? Harry will answer all our questions. And we're back from the break. So we should say, um, uh, if you've listened to our last two podcasts, of the, our first two podcasts of the season, we've mentioned that Match Pint is sponsoring us and there's a whole you can get the app and log in and you can predict there's a predictor game of predictions where you can predict the games and you, you can, can find out the nearest place to watch your game find out the nearest place to, but Harry explain all what, how does it work what is it etc so yeah we've uh, developed this brand new game for the 2019-2020 uh, season uh, Premier League season uh, and it's, the game is called the Budweiser Premier Predictor um, and it basically allows you to make the televised games even more enjoyable than they already are. Um, so if you're watching it in the pub or if you're watching it wherever, you can uh, just basically go and log, get in, get onto Matchpoint and um, set your predictions uh, for each of the televised games. Uh, if you hit the score nail on the head, you win a free uh, Budweiser there and then, um, and you can redeem that in the pub um, during the week or, or during that weekend while you're watching the game or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you guys have got your own your own league. Yeah. 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 You can join the league um, with the code FBAR, I think. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And so, yeah. Well, it's great. We, well, love, we love a prediction on this podcast. We do love a prediction. Yeah. And do you remember what mine was? Did you get Yeah, spot did on. 2-1. Yeah. What did I say? Did I say 3-1, I think? Yeah, and I yeah. think uh, Dan Robot said 5-0, yeah, which Robot was slightly optimistic. Bonkers, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, there's plenty of great prizes that you can win as well, as well as beer. Uh, so we're giving away loads of match tickets for Arsenal and every club. Um, there's they le- club level, and can we get a beetroot <laughs> burger? I'll have to check that, actually. Okay. That would be extraordinary if it was true. Okay. A dirty yeah. I'm more interested in the beetroot, yeah. dirty yeah. beetroot yeah. burger. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and, it's, and the app itself, the match point, is basically all about finding a pub near you, which that's showing which showing the football. Yeah, uh, so it's nationwide and in the Republic of Ireland currently. So if you're anywhere in the UK, uh, we've got pubs in cities, in towns, in villages, uh, literally Lands End to John O'Groats. We've got a pub. So if you find yourself on a weekend away and you need to be watching Arsenal, mm. yeah. it can tell you the nearest place to go and do so. Absolutely, yeah. It's, um, it's one of the key life skills nowadays. So exactly, do check it out. Um, no, so, yeah. so yeah, I mean, we'll be doing this prediction league all, all year, right? Yes, yes. I forgot to do it this weekend. I did it the first weekend, and I forgot to do it. I'm just being honest, and that, but I will remember to do it from now on. I'll make sure we I remember. Busy build up. Everybody loves a free beer, so um, exactly. But I mean, I haven't actually been doing too too great so far. Oh. Uh, what was your prediction for Saturday? Harry? My prediction was a bit left field for Saturday. I went three two okay. to Arsenal. Well, you had the oh, right what, margin. Yeah, yeah, so yeah the right margin. Yeah. yeah, I was expecting sort of a bit more on the attacking front from us, and I thought our defence would be a lot leakier. Um, 
I'll put 2-1 for the Newcastle game to Arsenal. Okay. Um, Again, the right margin. So, yeah, so yeah, I'm getting, getting there. You get points for the right margin. Obviously, that can knock you up the league a bit. Right. And uh, But what would you guys think for the, uh, Ars- the Liverpool-Arsenal game this Well, weekend? we do that at the Harry, end. traditionally, we do that right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know... So we'll be back for that. Let's, let's, not, let's not change the whole setup of the podcast. <laughs> no, and we will, yeah, we will fully predict. Fully, fully, fully and frankly. I wanted to ask you, I don't, Robin Van Persie was in the yes. studio. I don't know yes. if you saw... Yes, I uh, did. And if him, I only obviously what, we saw it on social media yeah. afterwards. Yeah. It seemed very staged point. You know, he's now retired. Yeah, it was weird it was like the Jay, sub- I mean Jake Humphrey yeah dramatised it as best he, he could did. I think he is did. the best way of putting it and they're really like so yeah clearly you know they've signed Robin van Persie they consider to be a good signing I beg for BT for BT he's not great he's not great pundit I mean he he's fine but um, he's he's not really likeable which you don't have to be likeable but he, he, you know I'm not just saying that because of because of the whole Arsenal controversy, but so he was asked fair enough to be asked about because his, his him leaving Arsenal was you know one of the kind of most standout transfers and you know in in quotes betrayals you know he was absolutely brilliant for us you know credible the main man main That's man um, and he left to join huge rivals Man United blah 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 and he so Jake can we ask him about it. Because obviously he's this is the I think it's, it's he, you know he was talking about Arsenal he was on there to talk about Arsenal and you know I think the subtext was we've got Robin van Persie we've signed up one of our, our big new signing to the pundit team Robin van Persie Arsenal fans are fucking hate him and we have to deal with it right so they asked him about the circumstances of him leaving and he said he claimed absolutely that Arsenal did not offer him a new contract which not only contradicts. The, the whole history of that saga that everyone assumed, you know, what everyone thought he, you know, he wanted to leave because he was being offered by the, you know, by, you know, even at that point, you know, a bigger, a bigger mm-hmm. team giving him more money and more likely, they were more likely to win the league. And they did win. And they league. did win the league. Mm. So, but no more than that, his official statement at the time <laughs> said that, you know, he'd been offered a new contract, mm-hmm. which, you know, so it was an extraordinary, so that, so the annoying thing about it was he was allowed to trot out this story and I think I'm not even going to go at Jake Humphrey, just but they just didn't have the wherewithal necessarily to know. But my feeling was, if you're going to ask clearly, you're going to you, on the script is we're asking him about the controversy of him leaving Arsenal, yeah. the fact that Arsenal fans are furious about it. Then you've got to know all the facts, haven't you? You've got to have them at your disposal. Well, this was the quote from yeah, his letter at the time that said, I've thought long and hard about it, but I've decided not to extend my contract. You guys, the fans, have of course the right to disagree with my view and decision. I will always respect your opinions. So yeah, yeah on the, even just on the production side, yeah, you, it's like you say you're building this up. Big new signing, first time you're going to ask him a question. He's at Arsenal. Just at least have the letter that he wrote to the bizarre, fans at the it? time, yeah. rather than have the seven and a half minutes of him. Wasn't that the famous? He seemed saying a bit of... nervous. That was my vibe watching yeah, it. I think he was. Nervous, he seemed a bit yeah. nervous or getting it out. You yeah. know, he probably yeah. appreciated. Yeah, I've got to address it. But but didn't he say during the statement as well that he was as in I don't, just just from memory that as a little boy he always dreamt about playing it. Yeah, I could be wrong here, and that he had turned down a contract. I'm sure he said that back back in the day. Yeah, no, that rings a bell. Yeah, that absolutely rings a bell. Yeah, um, yeah, it was just weird. It was just you know, if you're gonna, yeah, you're absolutely right. If you're gonna, you know, stage this perfectly, perfectly reasonable thing to ask him about, and quite right to ask him about. I was quite impressed they did ask him about it and wonder. And then when he proceeded to trot out this bullshit, you're like, oh, that's ridiculous. And obviously everyone was like instantly mm. even more angry with him now. Um, on it, it just yeah, go on. It just goes to show how how. Um, 
how much better memory fans tend to have than the footballers themselves because it might yeah. have been easy for an easy mistake for him to forget but obviously yeah. like yourselves you're, you're, I take that point which I deal with a lot of ex-footballers and I did have a situation I won't say with who the other day but they had thought they had won the FA Cup twice and I had to like correct them that that's they had amazing. only won it once and they were talking about the League Cup that's that is amazing that you have managed to forget winning that an FA good. Cup at some point in your that career you've really got good. it confused but there you go it happens but I guess it's just game to game isn't it but Robin Van Persie I don't think he has now got himself into a position where Arsenal fans are going do you know what not such a bad guy going to get a great re- reception wandering around yeah. the Emirates next time yeah. he's, he's walking there that made me think though on the topic of ex-Arsenal players it was lovely to see Freddie on the bench Freddie, I mean, what and Emery's hailed his involvement. What a magnificent and specimen. also, and also, in terms of that, you know, we've got. Uh, listen, I'm not saying it's down to him, but already Nelson's come in the team. Willis yeah. come in the team. He was the one who was, you know, nurturing them through the through, through the system. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it looks like funny. You should mention that. So the funniest. This is what I met you. Uh, thank you for mentioning Freddie, because the thing that I'm that stood out in the Mar- in the Martin Keown commentary stakes was. So they had a big, they had a close-up of Freddie on the bench, looking looking magnificent as he does, and Keon goes, "Someone's been down the gym." <laughs> I was like, Great steady, input, steady mind. E- I, mean, I thought that was his funniest best bit. <laughs> Emery's quote on, on Freddie this week was, "You know, he, he, he's perfect. He helps me a lot. His spirit is very good. He's a gunner. We're very happy with him. He's an assistant like Casado, uh, Pablo Villanueva. Um, he is someone we use tactically and technically. We work as a four. And I'm just remember that's a good good, um, good tribute to him. The other thing that was funny on uh, that annoyed me on BT Sport, they had this big thing at the end where so Joe Cole was the other. I think you, you can hardly string equally, a sentence. <laughs> equally it's, it's, terrible <laughs> signing. I, I like Joe Cole. Uh, I, I think, like I, him as a person. I, I, I think though, I, I thought his analysis was terrible. You want to hear? You want to hear from your pundits? That you want them to tell you something that you don't know already? Right. Isn't obvious, of course. And he doesn't do that. He says, "Yeah, oh yeah, that's a goal." That yeah. was his saying. I mean, literally, you've got, you know, Sky's got Carragher, you know, Neville, yeah. um, Graham Souness, you know, all these people. And you're like, you got, you got just think about this more. For me, it's like, I mean, I like, I like BT Sport, a lot of things about BT Sport, but I think their pundits are weird. Michael Owen. I mean, <laughs> give me a break. Anyway, but what was funny about, um, so in, in, in the after the match, they did this thing about um, Unai Emery, um, mm. you know, getting, getting animated on the bench. And, and they did that really pompous thing about, uh, which, which some Arsenal fans, to be fair, do agree with. Oh, you know, he doesn't deserve any, any kudos for being animated on the bench. You know, what difference does that make? It doesn't make any difference to any coach. And Joe Cole, as you said, made that specific point. Doesn't, make, doesn't, you know, doesn't mean he's a good coach. What well, doesn't mean he's a good coach? It's just refreshing, to go back to the very first point we, we were making about, you know, it's a refreshing change to have someone who's visibly engaging with it and, and, and excited and thrilled. And particularly, that Arsenal made a video of it, didn't they? When he celebrated yeah, last week... About Willock's tackle. Willock's tackle. Mm. And then they made a video of Willock responding to... you got to say that carefully. Him. <laughs> yeah. Making a video about Willock's tackle. What, have, it's fair, fair to make a video about Willock's tackle. And then they made a video of Willock <laughs> watching Unai Emery responding to his tackle. And it was great. And that's all what fun. Think, it's just not, fun. A lot of it is a bit for show... Do you think? But I, I think care. in a good I mean, I way. That's what Joe it helps the atmosphere, which it's I think is fine. Right, exactly. Because all the people around are like, it gets them animated. Yeah. It helps the atmosphere in the stadium. Go, so I'm okay with it. If you're a football fan, and of course they all have, a, they, they all go on about Klopp, don't they? So all these pompous wankers who like think, you know, big animated images above them. It sort of doesn't mean. There's Klopp, a lot of groups of people you're I, angry at today. I know. I, you know, this is my chance to vent, and I'm taking it. 
Apologies in advance. But the same people who think, oh, you know, Klopp's all overrated until he won the Champions oh, he's League. Magnificent, man. He's magnificent. And they'll go, oh, you know, it's all, it's, all, it's all pretend, it's all fake, all his animation. I don't give a shit. It's entertaining, it's fun, and it has an impact on the atmosphere, as you say. And, it, and I think Emery, I think we're getting to know him better. And it's also such a, it's such a difference to what we've had for the last yeah, 10 years. Which, right. And that, I think, listen, who knows if it makes you a good manager or not. It doesn't but, make a good yeah, manager. Yeah, well, as you said, the crowd, the yeah. players, if you look to the side and you've had 10 years of, you know, of very easy and you've got a manager who is losing his shit yes. every time you don't go in for a challenge, it definitely puts you on your toes. Boyle, just one other question just about Saturday. The first time being in a stadium where VAR has been in a Premier League game. Yeah. What, what did you make of it as a spectator, as a fan? I it's, didn't enjoy it's, it. It's, it's rubbish, isn't it? Because mm. It is rubbish. It, it's, it's, it is rubbish. The you, can't, system... you, can't, you can't celebrate a goal anymore no. properly because you have no idea. I mean, because so, I completely celebrate, celebrated our um, end of What would have been Nelson's goal? Disallowable. Yeah. was offside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so did I. Yeah. And, but to be fair, in that case, the the, um, the linesman did flag, didn't he? Yeah. And then it was and waiting to see if he was right yeah. on the VR. So was it, if he hadn't have flagged, then you really, you know, then the, the VR would just just been another element of tedium. What I don't understand is that we, you know, why they don't make it clearer what's happening on the big screen and show you. And I thought they did. I thought they were going to show you when mm. the decision had been made visually the offside you, with the line that you see on TV coverage. I so they did. No, but they, what on Saturday? No, I felt they did. They did not. I can guarantee you they didn't. They, and in fact, the point was made on the coverage. They, I think someone said, oh, it's there weird. Was one incident I feel they did show replay. Most well, they, didn't they show didn't. That offside. And, oh, and, okay. and, and one of the things, points that people made is it's now an advantageous to watch it at home than it is to be in the stadium. Oh, yeah. You know That's more at home. It's fucking ridiculous. But I don't, mind, I don't mind the offside as much as the handball because I just think it, it's madness now what they're giving handballs for. I can't see this handball last yeah, year. They'll great. have to it do can't. it for the whole year. They have yeah. to obviously see it. It has yeah. to be the same then, Premier League season. Yeah, but already rule, it's ev- everyone's it's killing preposterous. it. Yeah. There's a rule enshrined in football that says if you accidentally <laughs> do something, you're penalised for it. That is, um, for me, that is a, yeah, a game-changing yeah. moment of shocking. But am stupidity. I right in thinking that had that ball? I can't remember who were the Spurs player. Was it Winks who was next to Laporte when he got his arm yeah, to yeah. it? Yeah. Had that been like brushed off Winks's yeah. arm or whoever it, whoever it, it was, it wouldn't have been a penalty. Then it was, so it's like yeah. it seems wrong that you That's can penalise one, one side There was one so the week much. before. I think it was Bolly at Wolves. It's a massively, yeah, it's, it's a massive a rule change. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think it was talked about in quite the same... Everyone's talking about VAR. Mm. You well, know, and that you the, can like stand in the area now to get a cold kick. I didn't yeah. realise until it, you know last Sunday this was... Credit yeah. the Arsenal programme. In the Arsenal, it was, there was a list in the Arsenal programme of all the rule changes and it was in there. And okay, that's the only fine. reason I knew about but it. it I'm like, talking oh. about mainstream media listening oh, no. to... You well, know, I think now, the, but now, the, now they are, but no, they weren't before. Shout no. out Andy Exley at the uh, Arsenal program. <laughs> oh, okay. Does he well, do the Arsenal no, program? I just personally think. Forget oh, him. But he's a, it's a good program. Yeah, yeah. It's a good program. Well, you get it free, don't you? On your way in up there. Another great, great um, perk <laughs> of club level. <laughs> free Camden beer, free program. Um, but yeah, that, that, that rule change is cretinous, absolutely cretinous. And the whole, but it's the whole way that the VAR. I mean, I'm against it anyway. But the whole way it's working in the ground is stupid. But do you know what? I didn't know this until. Although talking about it on um, on Sunday supplement, I think the Man United doesn't have a screen in their ground. Oh, Anfield, two grounds. 
Anfield and Old Trafford do not have big video screens at the stadium. Is that that to make sure that... No, no, they've never had big screens. They've never had them. I didn't didn't even realise that. You do. If you go to Old Trafford, you've just got a thin scoreboard and the same Anfield. That's fucking incredible. They've never had a video. And, And... you know, they were saying it was not going to... Theatre of Dreams. They're not going to... Theatre of Cinematography. Because they didn't, they didn't have it from the beginning at Old Trafford. It's now really hard to work out how they would have it without getting rid of loads of seats, which is they're not, not going to do. Yeah, correct. They're not willing to do it. But I think what presumably I'm guessing is that it comes up almost on the scoreboard. A bit like in the old days at Highbury, there'd be those messages. If like someone yeah. had got lost from their dad, it would have well, a whole Josh message. Josh Landy, please come. Please come to the nearest yeah. Stewart. Yeah. It would like roll across. That never happened, by the way. Um, <laughs> that it would roll across the scoreboard. So I assume it says something like check and VAR. I think it does. Maybe it's the Checking someone... VAR. So it's similar, yeah. but you just don't ever yeah. see a video. Maybe like someone stands there like waving their arms about going, VAR, VAR is happening. And, you know, I don't know. But it is ridiculous that they have big screens. But so I think, a theme tune, but shouldn't we, for VAR? I think, I, I think we, this from, I, we had a big screen even at Highbury, didn't we? Yeah. In the latter stages. The JVC, of course. So it's I feel like the branding. We, maybe we were the first team to do it. I don't know whether the first team to have a big screen. But that, you know, our big screen tradition goes back to something to be proud of. <laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely. I, I'm now one of the victims last year when there was the extra row put for your comfort in club level because I'm back <laughs> row of a lower tier. Right. I can no longer see the big screen. So they've instilled... Like oh. smaller screens oh. just above us. So as long as, as, long as club rows, level are all right. I see, so wow. now I have a quite a good view yeah, of seeing the replays because it's just up to my right. right. I just have to look very up. very screen-based. But um, I do feel it's slightly claustrophobic now with that extra row. So. <laughs> I was like, with a screen right in your face or something. You know? <laughs> no, not right How in my face. How Well, just like, you know, you have an extra row. I mean, just not able to see a big screen. So I am probably one of only a few hundred, I imagine, in the stadium who can't see the big screen. So I um, might as well be at Anfield or Old Trafford. <laughs> Basically, before we get to the prediction uh, moment, the the crucial prediction moment, can can I just um, mention the greatest, uh, the other greatest thing, surely, about the team selection on Saturday? Mustafi nowhere to be seen, not even on the bench. It was a great photo that he like was causing traffic disruption. His car, yeah, turned up that late. That he was like blocking the road, so he wouldn't. They wouldn't want to let him through, yeah, because they'd really like put it off for pedestrians. It was a wonderful picture. I love it that even the police are in on it. Mm. That we can't allow him in the eighteen man. People just furious with him wherever he is, whatever he's doing. And I know it's. But bad. he did watch the game. He was sat next to uh, yeah. Ozil, I think. But I mean, to not even, to not even to not worry, have to worry about because it's like it's just like having a weir- a worrisome kid, isn't it? That you yeah. don't want to ruin anything. You just want to keep him kind of locked away in his own room, not let him. Uh, I know I'm being overly harsh, but it is such a depressing factor. Doesn't matter shitness. how bad the injury crisis at centre back gets this season. Yeah. I would play a 17-year-old, 18-year-old yeah, agree, yeah, before yeah. him. Hopefully Mavropanos. Yeah, that's, yeah, Josh is showing us. Just showing the picture of... of uh, How do people know that's his car? That's a good bit of knowledge, isn't it? It's, a, it's got a German uh, uh, number plate, okay. which I think limits the amount of options. Oh, fine. It's also a particularly... Uh, so it's either him, it's or, either him or Urza. Urza, so yeah. bound to stop yeah. it. And we know what Urza's car is from the carjacking incident, of course. Yeah. So maybe that's how, that's how it's all um, played out. Anyway, he was supposedly blocking the buses. Um... Well, there you go. And anyone know when the when are any of our defenders coming back? Well, they've said that. Um, I think holding October, October, and yeah. Bellerin, October, and, and Tyranny oh, yeah. sooner. I think there is a bit of sooner. Really? It's exciting time. Well, it really yeah. is. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh, absolutely, one hundred percent. Very exciting. And to, but talking of which, it all could come crashing down to earth, couldn't it? Well, is it, is it a free hit? That's the question. What does that mean? It, it, it's Saturday. We go get beat three 0 Oh. Well, such is the nature. It was a free hit for Norwich on the opening day, not for the Arsenal. 
Mm, wise words, Harry. Look at our record right. away at the top Are you six. telling me, hold on, are you it's telling me... It's a joke. Me, listen, are you telling me that if Arsenal lose 3-0 or whatever, or 4-1 to, to, to Liverpool on Saturday... I don't think we can be that upset. On Monday, you're not going to be upset and you're not going to well, be going I'm, on I'm about not how... I'm happy, boys. I'm not going to be over it, but I just... Well, you're very, being very chilled if, about it in if, advance. If Alan Alger was sitting here throwing data at us, he would probably tell us we'll be expected to lose by... About XG. one and a half goals. XG. So we'll go get beat 3-1 or something and that'll be yeah. about what's Interesting. expected. Liverpool's XG high. was terrible. They, yeah, correct. Worst Southampton well deserved yeah. uh, something from that game and but for uh, well, Danny Ings swinging and I missing. Think, I really think, I think we're going to pull something out. Oh, don't. Oh, we, oh, now, yeah. what, wow. when, when you say, do you mean like at least get a draw? Is that what you're saying? At least get a draw there, yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, no, Fucking no, I really... I'd be thrilled with a draw. Absolutely thrilled. Do you know what? I would take, you know... It's a hard one though, isn't it? Because... To predict because Liverpool aren't as defensively sound so far this yeah, season, but they're great going forward still. Brilliant going forward can literally like in 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 a in a millisecond they can turn it from defence to attack and you know Sane or whatever someone's going to score Mane Sane I was going with Mane and Sane mixed up um, and of course Salah and all of that. But equally, I think kind of we you feel like we must we're going to score pretty much every game. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Harry, I'm going to go for you for a prediction first. So what you think? Well, going you happen. just hope that, that, you know, we've had two weeks of the season now and you can tell that the players haven't quite clicked with the new, with the amount of business that we've done in the, in the window. You just hope that by sort of game week three, they're just starting to yeah. get each other's rhythm a bit better. And uh, I personally think that we can do something over there um, mm. with Caballos banging form. Yeah. Um, I'd be hopeful for... Hopeful for what? Yeah, but what do you think is going to happen? For, what do you think uh, is really going to happen? I think they're going to be leading two one for most of it, and I think we'll get we'll get an equal, a late oh, okay. equaliser. I like that. I like a prediction that actually plots out the narrative of the game. My, I mean, again, team selection is going to be incredibly exciting and interesting. An hour before kick off, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to bring Zaka back, and I just kind of I feel it's just within him. To, mm-hmm. He seems to be he seems to rely on Zaka, and I feel like away. It's unlikely he's going to play Willock and Ceballos and yeah. all those four, all the forwards that he, that he played. But equally, I wouldn't be surprised if Pepe, if he started Pepe, for example, which could be, you know, because he played, he played, he showed some really good signs. You, you're raising an eyebrow, Josh. You think I'm mad for thinking he might slot Pepe? I don't know. Don't see it. No, okay. Don't think, I think he'll be but a bit f- more cautious in the way he sort of puts out the team. So, what, so who do you think it's going to, I mean, I'm not asking for the whole team, but roughly. <laughs> Well, I, th- I think, you know, you might still see sort of Willow. I think yeah. maybe Mkhitaryan could play as one yeah, of those front three. I just don't yeah. see Mkhitaryan him sort of unleashing all three. You don't need, yeah. to, you don't need Torreira, he, he, Torreira could come back in? Yeah, maybe. I, I just don't see him going Pepe, Bamian, Lacazette. I just I, don't see I, it. I might be, be wrong. I think you say free hit, and I'd be prepared to take it as a free hit if we keep the likes of Willock and uh, Nelson and Maitland-Niles in. So if, yeah. we, if we're well, going with... niles will definitely play. Hey, niles yeah, definitely play. I think Nelson, I'm not... I'm not being. I don't, I'm not being horrible to you. I just no, didn't, I, he, he didn't. He didn't do much. He didn't do much. No, yeah, we will like. get more chances. I, I mean, no, he deserves more chances. But I, I feel enough. like in this game, you want someone who's going to be a threat. The reason why I think he might be picking, I, think we'll I just think he's going to. Him running at that defence could be a key. It could help us, you know, kind of defensively in a way because you want. Mkhitaryan was so shocking. And Mkhitaryan yeah, has been a new class shit. He was yeah. so bad. Yeah, like, how many times did he give the ball away? We, the we've conceded. I just had a quick look. We've conceded 22 goals in the last six visits to Anfield. So it's not far off for a game. The idea that we're going to go there and we, I, I, I would love to be optimistic. I often am, but 
I would take uh, not take. I, I expect a three-one defeat, and yeah. I, I don't think we can be too gutted because then if we come back and we can beat Spurs and take mm. you know nine points out of twelve, I think that'd be a great, great mm. start to the campaign. So you're saying three-one? I'm saying we'll lose three-one. What you're saying? Two-one to Arsenal. You're saying two-two. Two, two. So Gillard is calling that we're going to have our first <laughs> away win at the Big Six since what? Since is it since Man City <laughs> when Giroud? Yeah, Giroud's <laughs> got You're calling our first away Bold. win in what five six I years? Like the I, I, I'm wow! Call, I'm calling Blind it. Faith. I want to see what I mean. That odds wise, that would be a. Uh, Exceptionally high. And was, Liverpool haven't lost at home for what? I don't know, two years or something? They, they've won 11 on the spin now in the league. Yeah. Well. I don't think they've lost for two years, I don't think, at, at Anfield. Listen, you've got, you got a trust. Prediction. You've got believe, no, I like it. I'm, I'm fully uh, admiring I think, of it. I think if we start Mkhitaryan, we get hammered 4-0. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Uh, I, I, on Mkhitaryan. The team section is key, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's so shit. Key. Yeah. I think... Um, he's, like, he's like this. Sorry, no, go on. He's I'm, like no. this sort of relic left over from the Wenger era. Yeah, I, I don't know if you remember. He came as part of that deal where we offloaded Sanchez. Of yeah, we've got of him. But to be fair, I mean, we've got more out of him than they've got out of Sanchez. I mean, um, let's, yeah. let's just say that. <laughs> the most hardly paid player in the league. Anyway, just Arsenal to win. By the way, for those that are you know wanting to go on that, we're eleven. No, we're eleven to two to even win the game. Any what? sort, any sort of win. Yeah, of course. What, 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 yeah, fair what enough. Would you just because those stats that we just trotted yeah. out. Um, and Arsenal to win two-one, you can get twenty to one. Go for it. So uh, um, I'm, I'm having done my prediction yet, by the way, and I'm going, which is what you're going to say two-two. I reckon. What are you going to say two-two? No, I'm going to say two-one to Liverpool. Oh, okay. A bit yeah. more reality. Do you know what? I'm going I'm to say 3 2 Well, you'll be putting it in on the match point prediction. Yeah. I think it's 3 that, 2. That way you can always drown that... your sorrows afterwards if oh, you want. Of course, yeah. You can. Yeah, good, good point. I'll be winning a free beer with our 2 1 prediction. So, uh... I'm officially saying 3 2. Thank you. I, I will oh, get yeah. you five beers if we win 2 1. Forget the free one from match point. If we win 2 1 at Anfield, you can have five free beers whenever you like. Beautiful. Can't wait for the game, though. What a, gr- what a glorious. Uh... Looking forward to it. I'm actually I'm going up to Edinburgh Fringe this weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, and I noticed. Uh, that Tom Rosenthal's show is bang in the middle of the game. So oh, that's annoying. It's a real, Fuck. real shame. That's I'm hoping really to go see it on furious. the Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Well, I saw that because um, I was in touch earlier in the week with Joe Bohr, who has occasionally come and joined us on, yeah. on the podcast. He's yeah. got a show up at the up at the Fringe. Yeah. Um, but I think they got together to watch the uh, the Arsenal Burnley game on Saturday because that was a twelve thirty, nice. not clashing with Tom. So if anyone is going and wants to see Tom's show at six thirty. Um, up at the fringe, and I'm also hoping to go and see Vengerball. Of course, we had Raphael oh, join yeah. us on the phone yeah, the first week, so I'll let you know yeah. how that goes. Um, excellent, good uh, Edinburgh-based parish notices. Uh, I'll just remind you that if you want to join our league on the Match Point app, it's out. Uh, the code is FBAR, as in Footballers League. Yeah, Arsenal. and there's uh, tons of great prizes to to win if you come top of that league every month. So uh, there you go. See you there. Thanks to Gillard. Thanks to Gillard. Thanks to Harry. Thanks to you, Josh. Oh, thank you, boys. It's a pleasure. Excellent. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.